Hi everyone, Josh here. This is the NOYC Godcast, a production of the Northern Ohio Youth Camp. Through various means, including a week of summer camp, youth conferences, sporting events, Christian content, and now a new podcast, the NOYC strives to give Christians a reason to continue on in Christ. The NOYC is far more than a youth camp. It's a joining together of like minds and unity of a desire and belief in God's word and his plan for each person's life. For more information regarding the ministry, as well as additional Christian content, please visit our website at www.thenoyc.com. Be honest, one of your top five favorite sayings during the year 2020 has likely been, you've got to be joking me. Like a bad Monday morning on loop, this has been one of the most trying and aggravating years that many of us have ever experienced. And just in case you've blocked all memories of this year completely... Allow me to give you a quick skip down memory lane of this stupendous year. So, uh, back at the beginning of the year, the continent of Australia caught fire, killing over 500 million animals. Uh, Oh yeah, remember the U.S. and Iran were on the brink of war. The President of the United States was impeached. A passenger train was derailed in China, injuring 127 people. Ebola was rediscovered in the Congo. There was a million people who were affected and 24 who were killed by flash floods in Somalia. A cyclone hits India, killing over 100 people and displacing 4 million people with damages up to $13 billion. Tal, a volcano, uh, suddenly erupted. Passenger flight PK-8303 crashed into a residential area, killing 99 people. And a uh, Ukrainian passenger plane crashed, killing 176 people. Of course, we all know there were protests that swept the United States amidst racial upset. We had an oil leak that was discovered, costing... Uh, millions of dollars in a state of emergency in Russia. We've seen a 7.5 magnitude earthquake in Mexico, a 6.7 magnitude earthquake in Turkey, and a 7.7 magnitude earthquake in the Caribbean. Uh, Let's see. Locusts overtook Africa with city-sized swarms. The Twitter accounts of political figures and CEOs and celebrities were hacked. Multiple explosions killed over 135 people and displaced over 300,000 in Brit and Lebanon, causing up to $15 billion in damages. Uh, Kobe Bryant was killed in a helicopter crash. The Summer Olympics were canceled. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle left the royal family. Murder hornets arrived in the U.S. The west coast of the U.S. was engulfed in wildfires. 16 tropical storms have ravaged the world. 11 hurricanes have wreaked havoc. The U.S. presidential election has taken place. Oh, yeah, and there was a little thing called COVID that swept the world, causing sickness, death, chaos, confusion, closures, and, maybe worst of all, the cancellation of the Northern Ohio Youth Camp. Wowzer, what a year it has been. But what's even more surprising than the happenings of this horrific year are the reactions of people, mainly Christian people, in response to this year. And it's totally expected that people who have not placed their hope in Jesus would freak out, lose all perspective, lose all hope and common decency. But Christians... Recently, I spoke with someone who was sharing with me how a coworker of theirs had become so miserable and so unjoyful this year, even though they claimed to be a Christian. And everybody can see it, this person told me, which got me to thinking during the year 2020, smiles upon joyful Christians are about as scarce as toilet paper was back in April of this year. Scowls, sure. Complaining constantly. Eye rolls regularly. But joy, well, let's just say 
it's been in short supply. And I'm not one to cast the first smile-stealing stone, but I've also found myself throughout this year in a joyless state, to say the least. But the question I can't seem to shake is why? For what reason do I, or any other believer for that matter, have to forfeit our joy, even in possibly the worst year that could ever take place? In fact, we read in James 1-2 that not only should we keep our joy in times like this, but we should actually count a year like 2020 as our joy. Notice what James says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Now, James here says to count, to deem, to consider it a joyous occasion, a reason for celebration whenever you have the privilege of encountering diverse or 2020-like problems. Now, at a glance, it kind of seems like maybe James took one too many murder hornet stings to the head, but James continues on to tell us exactly why these problems, these big, ugly, 2020-sized problems are a reason to joy. He says in verse 3 and 4, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If you allow me the liberty, I'd like to maybe take a look at this original text and and write what James could have written about this year. And so James could have said, knowing that 2020 has proven your faith in Jesus, these tests have accomplished endurance and loyalty to Christ. And when you allow this loyalty to Christ to be accomplished in you, you'll be complete and you'll want nothing because, well, you have Christ. Or in other words, James draws our attention back to what really, truly, and fully matters, and that is Jesus Christ. If Jesus is what your life is all about, if your faith is in him, if he's your everything, then as a believer, a year like 2020, well, it's a reason to celebrate. Count it all joy. Blow a kazoo. Set up streamers. Cast confetti. Blow up the balloons. It's time to celebrate. Count it all joy. Because through this trying year, you have proven even more than ever before that Christ is all you need. In fact, you could say that joy stands for J-O-Y, Jesus over you. Can you say that about this year? Can you say that through every terrible month that you've endured, that you have found joy because you have been brought into more loyalty to Jesus? Can you say that he is more precious now than at the beginning of 2020? Can you recognize that if you have Christ, There is only reason to celebrate, only reason to get excited, and to count the worst of things in life as joy, because in exchange for these trials that you may face in life, you get more and more and more of what you really need, and his name is Jesus. A year like this actually makes Jesus more valuable, and it increases his worth. And so, if next year is a hundred times worse than the year 2020, Christians can count it all joy because Jesus will be a hundred times more sweeter in these next years. No matter how devastating, how diverse, no matter how dramatic, discouraging, or depressing the troubles and trials around us may be, we can remain filled with joy because we have all that we need in Jesus. 
if you have found yourself during the year 2020 shaking a fist and yelling, you've got to be joking me, uh, chances are you've been gypped of your joy. And if you, as a Christian, are sour instead of smiling, if you're not counting this year of 2020 as joy, then you need to evaluate the importance and evaluate the priority of Jesus in your life. Ask yourself, would you rather go through another perfect year without a single problem, but without Jesus, or the absolute worst year a person could dream of with Jesus? Would you rather face discouragements and draw you deeper to Christ, or live a problem-free life without faith in Christ? What can you earnestly say you are counting as your joy? By the way, if you'd like to take a challenge of joy to the next level, consider reading all 34 uses of the word joy found in Psalms. We encourage you to check out an NLYC original lesson, YOLO, from our 2017 series, Life's Highway, also available at our website in the description of this video. Today's considerable quote comes from Eric Ludy, and it's called, Go Up. He says, Go Up. Lift your soul in praise. Get those feet up off the ground. Go up, leap for joy. Don't buy all of the woe and all the ridiculous sadness. Hit it in the teeth with some good old-fashioned gladness. I don't care how bad it might seem. God has moved from his position of victory. He won. He beat the devil. He crushed the serpent's head. So don't spend even a moment all sad, depressed, and in bed. I'm not asking how you feel right now amidst this fight. No, I'm asking you, what is true? What is noble, honest, and right? You know that God has done it. So take this despair and shove it. Stick it in the devil's face. Cram it down his lying throat. Don't for even a moment give your enemy a reason to gloat. Prove the enemy's defeat by going airborne with your feet. Go up. Leap for joy. Do that one thing that the enemy hates more than any other thing. Smile when it's hard. Laugh when it's difficult. Open your throat and sing. Ignore those prison chains and dank smell in the air. You were built for this moment. You really are prepared. Prepared to shout hallelujah and jump heavenward with a hearty war cry. Prepared to knock the devil backwards and with some genuine adds Mariah. The Christian man rejoices when all hell stands against him. He sings even louder when it seems the devil's got him fenced in. He knows his God cannot, will not fail to supply. He knows that with undoubted faithfulness his God will in fact reply. So why should the godly man whimper? Why should a man moan? Now is the time to demonstrate that God Almighty is on the throne. Go up and leap for joy. That's the only reasonable and worthwhile thing to do. Not only is it commanded, but it's also quite logical too. Is he not the maker of all, the possessor of everything? Is he not the Lord of lords and King of kings? And has he not promised to be faithful, promised to come through? And isn't it true that he, what he says, will do? He will really do. Then go up and leap for joy. The Christian man mustn't be caught with his feet stuck on the ground. He must be laughing, rejoicing, singing, praising when he is spied out and found. There should be no one more happy on this entire earth and globe than the fervent believer emblazoned with a thrilling eternal hope. 
Again, we encourage you to head over to our website or the description of this video. We do have a link there with some memorable moments from the NOIC, some great smiling pictures of our favorite campers. Also encourage you to share today's podcast so that others can be encouraged and invigorated as well. And so thanks so much for joining us today. Until next time, continue on in Christ.